Nicole Annette, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, let me just tell you that um, you are absolutely one of my funnest comics to watch go up because you never know what the hell is going to come out. That's true. Yeah. Um, um, about never knowing what to expect from me. Yeah. So, so when you go up there, do you have a plan or is that is that your plan to not have a plan? I don't know, because that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently, because in the beginning, I thought that was, well, in the beginning, I did it more so because it felt more natural to me to go up a little bit more unprepared than go up super prepared, because I just, when I was first starting, I, I had a hard time watching other comics where it felt like they were reading not reading but like just going through their jokes in a way that felt disconnected yeah i know and exactly what you're talking about so yeah and that was a fear of mine so i would just go up and hope for the best and just see what comes out of me um but then it became a thing where i sort of was relying on that too much to the point that i felt like i was self-sabotaging myself but now it's kind of come full circle because I've just come to realize I love riffing. You know, I love I love that. I, just, I have so much more fun with that. Doesn't that, um, so riffing is something that I'm not good at. And it's something that I've like, like make notes like when I go. So here's my game plan, like at an open mic. My game plan is I'm gonna try a joke that I feel works already. Uh -huh. I'm gonna try something brand new. And I'm going to try to riff on either something the previous comic did or something that the audience gives me. And I feel like that the riffing is really help. Do you think that, do you feel like the riffing is making you a stronger comic? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Time will tell. I do think that it makes me stronger in the sense that it's, bringing me into the moment. And I think that's, I mean, do you the think, best do you think it makes you more fearless? Like, did you, I used to fear. Okay. So here, for example, I used to fear, like when I had five minutes, I would go up there and if somebody said anything, it could derail my whole set. Yes. And I totally feared any kind of interaction with the, with the crowd. Right. Do you feel the same way? I do. I do. Yeah. I, I, I think fear for me is something that I go in and out of. And when I am in a fearful place, it, it can be like weeks on end where I'm just more concerned about how people are going to be perceiving me than what I'm actually doing. And when I get too focused on how other people are going to perceive me, then I'm like completely derailed because I'm, yeah, it's, it's so disjointed. There's no flow in it. Uh-huh. Do you record your sets? I do. Do you listen to them? Uh, that's something I need to get better at. Is, isn't yeah, it? Okay. It's so hard for me. I, uh, I have probably at this point uh, about a thousand recordings and I could probably honestly say that out of those thousand I've only listened to 20. Really? Yeah. Is it just because for me it's because I think that I sound horrible and yes. I'm like I'm a hack and yeah. like 
they're laughing because they feel sorry for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then why record them? Why? Uh, I think because at some point in the future, I would like to listen back to these days and see how much I've grown. Uh-huh. How long have you been, uh, have you been doing this now? Um, I first saw you uh, one night at On The Y. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier today. Yeah, but <laughs> you had said, oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm just in town for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, that's a shame because she's really funny. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so just for the record, um, yeah, uh, my dog is, uh, is all over um, uh, Nicole right now. So if you hear Nicole say, please stop licking me. She's uh, referring to the dog. <laughs> so uh, how long have you been doing this now? I started in the fall. Well, technically I started it in the summer of 2016. Okay. But I, I only did a mic two or three times in that summer. And then I stopped until November after Trump was elected. And was that here in Sacramento? No, that was in Santa Cruz. That's in Santa Cruz. Yeah. So then I started comedy there and I was living there because of college. And at that point I had graduated, started comedy. And then I lived in Santa Cruz for a year and a half longer and moved to Chicago. Okay. What took you to Chicago? A job? No, comedy. Comedy? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay, but did you did you grow up in California? I did. I I grew up in Citrus Heights. Okay, all right. Um, so I'm just thinking of the climate. I mean, because like I'm a California person through and through, and there's like like right now I'm like, man, it's kind of (laughs) cold. I know. I was thinking about that the other day because the temperature had dropped to the 80s and I saw people like in long sleeve shirts and I was like, only in California, do you see this? Like, yo, what a chilly day. Yeah. <laughs> I broke out my winter clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you go to Chicago for comedy? There's comedy everywhere. Uh, yes, there is comedy everywhere. But the places that I was mainly thinking of was... I mean, LA and New York and LA. Oh, oh that's okay. The headphones. That's when I thought we were going to be all professional and have headphones and microphones and but next time. <laughs> yeah. Next time. Um, so LA felt too close to me because I, wa- I wanted to get out of California and New York's it, I don't want to move to New York until I feel ready. And I just don't feel that yet. Uh-huh. And Chicago during college, I really got into podcasts and I just, Ah. a lot of comics that I really like talked about Chicago. So I was like, I'm going to move there. (laughs) Why not? I mean, it's a city, it's pretty affordable compared to LA and New York. Right. And yeah, I'm, I, I lived there for two years and I'm, I'm moving back actually. So you, you liked it that much. You're like, I'm going back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what part of, so Chicago is obviously a huge, huge, it's so big. And they do, like in Chicago, did you get around on the train? Yeah. 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 And the Chicago trains are above ground. Yes. Yes. And what part of Chicago did you end up in? I was living in Logan Square. Okay. Which is right off the blue line. Nice. Who knows? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, I moved to Chicago and I didn't know anyone 
and I actually lived in a hostel for about the first two weeks and I was looking for places on Facebook and I came across this one place where a room was available and it was initially for only six weeks because the room I was renting from she was an actor and she was going on tour and I checked out the place and she was like you seem like a great fit and then about four weeks into me living there she was like oh my tour got extended I won't be back for a few months so I ended up living there for about half a year and it was just the timing of it all how everything worked out it just felt like I was on the right path, so to speak. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, I, I get, I totally get what you're saying. Because like, it was just so crazy how it all happened. It was, everything kind of lined up. Right. And then how did you, so that's 2016. Mm. That's 2017? That, that's 2018. Oh, that's 2018. 2018. When I moved to Chicago. When you moved to Chicago. And so you were there two years. So two years. then you came back last year, like during the pandemic. Yeah. And I drove, I drove from Chicago to my parents' house in Citrus Heights. I rented a car and yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting driving. And were your parents like happy to have you back? Or so were they, happy. Yeah. So happy. What were, so how many are you, are you the oldest, the I'm youngest? Oldest. Of how many? Two younger siblings. I have a brother and a sister. Okay. My brother is two years younger and my sister is 11 years younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. How'd that happen? <laughs> uh, i'm i'm nine years younger than my oldest sibling so really yeah um, what's that like oh, oh they hate me really really Interesting. <laughs> they thought the family was complete everything was fine wow. you know the youngest had been the youngest for nine years uh-huh. and then i come along and i just take all the attention and no they love me but you know uh ages you know zero through five were pretty rough <laughs> yeah but uh no we get along great nowadays but sure. yeah it was it was rough because i was a brat <laughs> okay yeah interesting what's it like what's what's the relationship like with the, with your sibling that you're 11 years apart um amazing she yeah. i i remember when she was born i was so excited to have a, a little sister and yeah i was just really excited to have have someone I don't know when she came into my life into our lives uh it felt like she she brought like light into my world that's amazing yeah does that kind of experience kind of like make it um because like for me like I had nephews and nieces like at a really young age like I was like seven eight nine years old and I had nephews and nieces Uh and I felt the exact same way so then as an adult, I was like in no rush to have kids because I was like, uh, I got like these little nephews and nieces. Like, does that, does that kind of uh, hold true to you as well? De- definitely. Definitely. I, I definitely felt when I was younger, when Gracie, that's my sister's name, when she was born that I don't want kids because I just saw how a lot of people choose to have children without actually wanting them. And I felt like that's such a disservice to a child. Yeah. Um, Like what a way to bring someone into the world. Like I really didn't want you. Yeah. And, and 
So, I mean, for so many years, I thought I don't want my own kids, but now I've come around to the idea of like, maybe I'll have my own kids, but yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel really a need to have children because I, there's just so many people to love in this world already. I hear you know it. what I mean? You don't, I'm here need for to, it. you don't need to bring in your own kid just because it's your own own i feel like some people get more caught up in the ownership aspect of it even though they wouldn't say it like that yeah you know it's like it's mine yeah you know what i want to tell those people <laughs> what? get a dog <laughs> yeah yeah I get a dog get a cat. are you a dog or a cat person i, um, I really feel bad because every time you want to take a drink of your coffee i <laughs> I ask you something, so I'll try to I'll try to drag my questions out a little bit more. Or feel free to finish your drink of coffee. Like, um, are you a dog or a cat person? I'm both. Both. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I like all animals. Uh huh. Do you own anything right now? Personally, no. But my parents own a dog. Okay. So. Do you Do you want Penelope? <laughs> <laughs> Give me fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. <laughs> Forty. Four. <laughs> I could afford that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So man, what was it like um, when comedy got taken away from you? Because I panicked, had a nervous breakdown. Really? Depressed, everything. What about you? Um, and I'm talking about the pandemic, right? Yeah. Right. Not that you like did some violation and got banned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it Just like when, yeah, uh, when comedy got taken away from you? It was... At first, it, I was definitely in denial when it first happened, you know, it didn't seem real at all. Everything just, it was, it was, it was confusing. Uh -huh. But then probably a month in, yeah, it, it was one of those things I was bummed, but I was also in a weird way. I've heard other comics say this, but I was kind of like happy that everyone was on break yeah. you know what I mean like no one can get ahead but then but then you I don't know I people started doing stuff and then I yeah no I totally feel that because I remember like when like it's like a with me of course um like I know the comics that started doing comedy like right about when I started doing comedy and so they like they they pushed me without really pushing me to like write more and to and to get up more and to do more sets and then like oh they got booked here okay well, let me let me work hard all right i got booked there we're even like we've stayed even so like when you, how you say that everybody like nobody was moving forward i was yeah. like okay all right because before right like you could take a week off or take two weeks off but you're like oh shit like they're 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 passing me yeah <laughs> All right, I get the feeling. I get the feeling. What uh, what made you come back to California and stay? Just stuff, too many moving pieces, or what? Yeah, just when everything shut down in Chicago, and it didn't seem like things were going to be opening up anytime soon, and I was kind of in a weird spot financially, mm. and. I was substitute teaching and I did not want to do that over Zoom. So I wasn't doing that anymore. And I was living with roommates who I liked, but it was 
it was different once everything shut down and you're with them you know what I mean? and you're just there all the time all right the, yeah so it was it just felt like I, I felt trapped, you know, mm -hmm. and because I was in a city with no car and I was very much just like in the city, everything was closed. It, it felt too much for me. So I had to leave. And were your parents like, yes, come back, please. Yes. Like, was it something that you were like, you brought it up? Like, I don't know, mom, dad, I might come back and they're yeah. like, yes, come yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it played out. And how long did it take for you to be like, I'm going to go back to I'm back. Like, was it a matter of weeks? Months. It oh, took okay. me a while. Like I had multiple conversations with one of my roommates about me thinking about moving back because I just, I really didn't know if it was the right choice. Cause okay. The thing I'm about to say, it's not a thing I'm proud of, but at one point when I moved out of my parents' house, when I was 18, when I moved off to college, um, to my mom, I told her, because I didn't have the best relationship with my mom specifically growing up. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling her that I'd rather be homeless than ever move back in with them. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> that's some 18-year-old shit, that though. Is. Yeah. And so that was definitely one of the things that was on my mind when I was reconsidering moving back home. I was like, oh, like, I'm going to have to eat my words. And yeah. I'm, in, in a way, I'm glad it played out the way it did because I definitely learned a lesson in humility <laughs> you know yeah. and I got to spend a lot of time with my sister which was like the number one reason why I moved back uh-huh and is that relationship all patched up and better now or are you still working it out um with my mom yeah um it's still working it out it's very much a work in progress but I will say it's the best that it's ever been that's great that's yeah. great and you and you know what like man it sounds so uh cliche to say it but like time really does heal like all wounds and like as long as you could people have it in them to to forgive others especially themselves yeah you know that's um, a hard one to forgive yourself yeah oh yeah it's it's rough i heard somebody once say that um and i'm not i'm not punching down on the homeless population because i know a lot of them are down on their luck but somebody once said you know a lot of these young homeless people just need to apologize to their parents <laughs> yeah <laughs> because like that's what a, a lot you know i'm sure some of it is is just like no i'm just not gonna go live with my parents i'm like i don't know seems yeah. pretty rough out there but yeah, um I'm glad you came back because uh, you are so funny. <laughs> Thank you. Did you do a show recently in Santa Cruz? I thought I saw I did. something. What yes. was, was that kind of like a homecoming? Sort of. It was sort of like a homecoming. I mean, yeah. Anytime I get to perform in Santa Cruz, it's it's just so special to me because I got to do a show, DNA's show, and he runs a lot of shows in Santa Cruz. And at one point he even opened up his own club, but then it unfortunately it shut down during the pandemic. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, DNA is someone who is, I hold close to my heart because I he gave me, he, he just he made me feel like I was part of the comedy community like I actually had something to share and a talent and that is something that I'll always you know that's awesome cherish I guess is the word <laughs> do, do you okay so we talked earlier about riffing and uh you talking about that you kind of enjoy the whole riffing part of it um I saw you a couple of weeks ago on uh 
Corey Berenger and Emma Haney's show Warm Takes, which <laughs> allows you to do like a quick three minute set. And then you have no idea what they're about to ask you and you're allowed to riff. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Because you fucking <laughs> were hilarious. Uh, uh, that was, yeah, I think that show specifically was where, um, not specifically, but that's where it became more crystallized in my head of, oh, I just really like riffing. That is because I felt in the first three minutes where I had to get through my joke, it very much felt like I was getting through something. Cause a lot of my bits, it, a lot of my bits, I, there's that element of like, do I fully believe what I'm joking about? Mm. You know, like, do I fully um, embody, I don't know if that's the word, but do I fully, am I fully in this point of view? Can I stand by it? And that is something I always kind of am playing back and forth with because I don't know, you know what I mean? There's Uh just so many things that I believe and that's, they're changing, you know? So, but when you're in the moment and you're riffing, you're you're not thinking about that stuff. You're just saying it. Yeah. 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 I, I enjoyed that show. The riffing part. I loved it a lot. And it made me think about how, cause I've been wanting to start my own show and I've been really confused about what kind of show I wanted to be. And after that show, I was like, Oh, I definitely want it to be like a riffing based show. You should definitely start your own show. You should start it with Ashley Monique, who is also like an amazing riffer. And um, this is just stuff I'm throwing out. And um <laughs> My advice to you for starting your own show is yes, let it advice. let it evolve into whatever it becomes. Like start off with the premise and just like throw stuff on a wall and see if it sticks. And just like have a show afterwards, get with your other producers or whoever else was on it and say what was great about it, what didn't work about it, what could we tweak next time, and then just go from there like let it grow and if it eventually gets like and if you eventually get from point a to point d and it, that show has done a complete 360 no that no a 180 because yeah. 360 <laughs> you're back where you started <laughs> and if that at that point it's done a complete 180 then that's what that show was meant to be right you know what i'm saying i see people get caught up in the no, this is the premise. No, you're not doing it right. Uh-huh. No, you're not doing it right. But not. But at the same time, you're limiting the growth. Right. Yeah. And if the whole premise is riffing, then who knows what's going to come out? Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, you killed us all that night when you just finished with like, we're all going to die anyway. <laughs> I forgot what they were talking about. Do you know what they were talking about? Or you just finished uh, with like, yeah. what's the point? We're all going to die. What was it? They the the question was what would I do in space Mm, yeah because you're talking about yeah and I yeah (laughs) you're like what's the point we're all gonna die (laughs) oh man uh let me check my notes really quick um what other shows have you done recently uh what 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 do you got coming up what do I got coming up good take a sip of your coffee it's so good (laughs) it really is good I, I am very proud of like how good a coffee I make. Um, what do I have? 
Well, okay. So when I said I'm moving back to Chicago, it's very soon. I'm moving back this Wednesday. What the fuck? <laughs> it just like, it came up on me so fast. It, it was like the beginning of September and now it's the end of September. It's been a whirlwind, you know, I, I'm very excited and very scared at the same time. <laughs> That's a really good feeling though, man. Like really like, um, I don't know if you've ever done drugs, but don't do yeah. drugs, but that's exactly what it feels like. Yes, yes. That's exactly what that feeling is. And uh, it's not a bad feeling to chase or to embrace or to, fuck Wednesday. Yeah. Are yeah. you all packed? I'm not all packed. And that's what's, of course not. <laughs> that's what's making me a little nervous. You selling um, anything good? <laughs> am I selling anything good? Yeah. You got no. any records? Mm -mm. I'm not going to sell anything. I don't, I don't actually have too many things. And because everything's at my parents' house, I'm just going to leave whatever I don't take at my parents' house. Okay. (laughs) And, um, I'll be, I'll be back, uh, the week of Veterans Day in November. Okay. Because my sister, she got tickets to a Harry Styles concert and I'm going with her it was supposed to be at the end of August, but it got rescheduled because of some sort of natural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and so now it's in November. And also when I'm back that week, I'm scheduled to do Robert Berry's show at the punchline. So I'm very, I'm very excited for that week. That's awesome. I'm so bummed that you're moving away. Me too. Because like uh, my parents love you, so I'll be back. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) (laughs) They have no plans of moving anytime soon. Yeah. They still in Citrus Heights? Yeah. That's nice. They've been there since I was born. They bought the house a month after I was born. Wow. Yeah. So it's very much like my childhood home. Uh So will you come (laughs) home for the holidays or are you not like a holidays person? It depends on the year. It really (laughs) depends. Well, because there's some years where I've seen my family a lot. And, okay. and it's like, I'm comfortable being like, I'm not coming home for Christmas. But then uh-huh. there's some years where I really miss them and I want to see them. So I'll come home for Christmas. <laughs> you know what? Um, I think I'm going to Chicago um, in April because my uh, my sisters just went to Chicago for a wedding and they absolutely loved it. And they said that... Um, they didn't get to do everything that they wanted to do while they were there. Uh-huh. And they have like some, uh, some uh, uh, frequent flyer points that they have to use. Uh-huh. And so they're like, let's go to Chicago in April. And I was like, eh. and they're like, we'll go to a baseball game. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, I'll do anything. If you say we could do a baseball game, <laughs> like I'll go anywhere. If you say we do a baseball game. So I think I'm going to be in Chicago in, uh, in April. Okay, for, you'll have to hit me up. Oh, I'm definitely going to hit you up. <laughs> Man, that's wow. awesome. Um, Are the Chicago winters brutal or are we just Californians? Um, the Chicago winters can be brutal. It can. Though I've only been there for two winters and the one of them, the year, well, yeah, the year uh before 20 so 2019 was that one of the polar vortex i think it was what it was called it was like crazy cold like you could not go outside um 
but besides that i i really enjoy the winters just because as someone from california who never got to really experience winter winters unless you know i drove to tahoe or <laughs> <laughs> then it, it was just really exciting to be you know in in such a cold climate yeah snow. but also i think maybe that has something to do with my heritage because my parents are both from poland and so they grew up with you know really cold winters uh -huh. so i kind of feel like maybe it's also in me a little bit to yeah to like be cold and miserable <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but isn't chicago has a huge polish population yeah, right it so does. did yeah. you did your parents maybe come from poland or were they always californians um wait say that again so are you does your family come from chicago or were, are they californians they're all of my family's in california okay except for my aunt and my grandpa who are in utah okay how'd yeah. that happen a job okay of some sort yeah, yeah. they moved because my mom moved to the states when she was 14 and so my aunt was like i forget how old but my aunt and my mom are 11 years apart mm -hmm. my aunt and me are 11 years apart and then me and my sister are 11 years apart so that's oh, just wow. like a cool little thing yeah so yeah i guess monica my aunt would have been five they moved to the states they were in pennsylvania then there was a job opportunity in sacramento so they moved here and that's when my mom met my dad at the Polish church right off of Marysville. Mar I don't know how to say that one. Marysville? Yeah. Road. Uh -huh. There's a Polish church right by Elks Lodge. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the Polish church where my parents met. And um, and then my grandparents, my mom's grandparents, my mom's parents, sorry, moved to Utah after my mom had gotten. So married. your mom moved here from Poland? Yes. Oh, wow. My mom moved here from Poland instead of my dad. They're both immigrants. Wow. And what kind of work did they end up doing? My dad ended up moving and starting a family business with his brothers in construction, okay. building homes. And my mom, she went on to become, um, not become, but she, she works at the airlines. Okay. She was... She stopped working at the airlines after about 16 years and took a 10 year break. And now she's back working at the airlines. Okay. Which is nice because you get to fly for free if you work at the airlines. So, I don't get to fly for free oh, okay. unless I fly with my mom. Okay. That's so, like, I have to fly with my mom to fly for free. So will she go visit you often since she can fly for free? I, I'm imagining yes, because. Yeah, the when I was living in Chicago, my mom on average would come twice a year to visit. So uh -huh. I imagine now that it's for free, she's going to be coming a lot more. <laughs> and would she pick a good time to visit? Like she wouldn't come during the winter, right? She would. Oh, really? She, she, yeah, she would for sure. She wouldn't be happy about it. But if that was like if a, if a schedule availability popped up, she would go. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. To see me? She, she's obsessed with me. <laughs> um, have you ever been to Poland? I have, yeah. When was, most, when was the most recent time you've been? Like, how many times and when? Oh, growing up, I would go every summer. 
and then starting in high school it started to be like maybe every other year uh-huh. um so i've been quite a quite a few times and the last time i went though was 2017. okay that's so not too long ago yeah it's not too long ago but it's still you know been some time like are you longing to go visit again or is it, is it something that's just not in your mind right now uh i do want to visit again i do I don't, I don't, something's holding me back though. I don't uh-huh. know. It's, it might be the pandemic still, you know? Yeah. I mean, traveling is weird. Right uh-huh. it, it is. I'm not, I'm not like anxious to go anywhere. I, I'm hoping that by the time like April comes around, I'll, I'll feel comfortable with it. But like right now, like uh, my big thing was concerts. I loved going to concerts and like, I'm not like, like some great tours, like there's a great show next week in Concord, uh, Alanis Morissette, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. And like, but like, but like when that show was gonna happen, you know, pre-pandemic, I was like, oh, I gotta go to that, uh-huh. you know. Um, but I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable. I'm sure I will feel comfortable Sunday with concerts again, but right now I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes even at open mics, I'm like, oh, there's too many of you here. Like, yeah. I I get that feeling sometimes, but um, I like sitting outside at open mics, and uh, but I do love open mics. Aren't they the best? Yeah. They, I mean, they can be the best, and they can also be. What's is it? I I don't want to say the worst, but it it can be a big mirror to your face, you know, like a reflection oh, wow. of who you are in a sense because uh-huh. yeah there are times when I don't do well at an open mic and it really can make you question and reflect <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh the drive home from an open mic a lot of times it's like why like I just want to like fucking throw my nose out the window like it's like I'm like why am I doing this it's 10 30 on a Wednesday yeah <laughs> yeah I I know that feeling um did when you did the telenovela variety show did you did you get to stick around and watch the improv portion of the show I did yeah what'd you think I thought it was cool because that was the first time I ever saw improv done that way where people were off stage and saying the lines and then the people on stage were acting it out yeah I've never seen improv done done that way are they cool are they amazing yeah they're so good I have nothing like me and Emily thought of the concept uh-huh. and then I immediately was like I can't do this I need people to do it <laughs> and uh those improvisers are so amazing have and you done improv I, I did I did lots of improv um like between like uh 2015 and 2018 okay I did like so did you start with improv and then do stand-up or were you doing it no exactly I did I started with improv and then um I uh I'm not a team player yeah oh my goodness yeah improv is such a different muscle such a different muscle it's so yeah it's it's interesting to watch and um, see how different here's the here's the thing that like too like with improv like you can't fail like because your teammates will carry you will, in a sense right exactly but like in comedy when you bomb your best friends are just sitting there just 
loving it like just yeah. like i don't know the loving it but they're just like oh god this is bad mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah and and there's no one to save you no but you know what i've what's so interesting with bombing it's like when you're bombing and you are more concerned about i don't know how to word this but when you're bombing and you're forgetting to have fun in a way that makes you bomb more because mm. if you're bombing and then you could just remind yourself like you're just there to have fun you could save yourself from a bomb you know what i mean by just changing the mood in a in a way or just not having people feel sad or pity for you <laughs> like if you could turn that around that's such a that's such a great skill to have something I'm definitely still working on, but I've noticed that about myself. Like if I'm bombing and I want to make the joke really work and I'm trying to control it, then I'm making the bomb much worse. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But if you just go with the bomb. Yeah. And just write it off. People are, people are willing to follow you because people want to laugh. Yeah. But yeah. I forget that sometimes. It's so weird. No, you're right. You're right. And I think the, uh, like how you're working the riffing muscle too, right now, um, this is going to be able to save you in the future if, when you run into that situation. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's I'm the so- hope. <laughs> that's always the hope. I'm so bummed you're moving. But I'm actually kind of like, oh, cool. She'll be in Chicago. Uh, yeah. You could push her away. Like. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. I it, love I love when dogs kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's down for it. She heard you. Look at that. She did. Beep, would you stop? Jeez. My parents' dog, his name is Oliver, and he does the same thing. Is he a small dog? Is he, he a is. big dog? He's a small dog. He's a small white Maltese. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm... I'm very much used to this. Yeah, kind yeah. Of she's awesome. Hey, um, are you ready for five easy questions? Yes. All right. Um, there's no wrong answer. Okay. Uh, you could you could riff with it, or you could be completely honest and open with it. Whatever you want to do, right? Okay. Let's just do it. Um, number one, what are you afraid of? <sighs> what am I afraid of? The biggest thing. I'm afraid of is definitely um, not being accepted for who I am. And I think when I, um, when I listen to that fear, then I kind of change who I, it's like, I'm a chameleon. Gotcha. (laughs) And I'm shifting into what I think other people want. And then and then I'm not actually expressing who I am. And, and then it kind of perpetuates that fear of like, people will never really accept me for who I am because they want this for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, okay. Um, who or what inspires you? Who or what? Definitely my sister. Mm-hmm. My sister is my biggest inspiration. Um, yeah, I just, I already said this, but when she was uh, born, she definitely was like the, she brought a light into my life and she in a way helps me 
helps guide me to stay on track with my heart and you know act out of love and not fear like she's a she's a real reminder of that for me that's awesome that's awesome um what are you binging right now what am i binging well currently it's not a binge per se but currently my sister and i were watching only murders in the building Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm very excited for the next few episodes to come out, but I am bummed because I will be moving, so I won't be watching it with my sister anymore. We'll have to be like, will you guys like try to synchronize? Like, you're, let's watch it tonight yeah. and then talk about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> I I started watching that show because I love Steve Martin. Yeah. And I love Martin Short. Yeah. And I was like Selena Gomez. All right. But now I'm Team Selena Gomez. Yeah. Like, I love her. She's the best. Yeah. Yeah, I like her a lot too. Mm-hmm. Over the years, I've kind of with Selena, because I grew up with Selena. Gomez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's definitely been one of those people's uh, people, people's. Persons? She's one of those. <laughs> I don't know personalities. <laughs> yeah, she, that I go, uh, go in and out of of like liking almost. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been cool to be on this like not journey with her, but you know, to see her uh, evolve with what she chooses to do. Uh huh. Great. Yeah. Uh, I love Only Murders in the Building. Um, another show I'm watching on Hulu also is uh, Reservation Dogs. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. And it's really good. Um, okay. Uh, What's that one about? That is uh, about this group of teenagers who live on this Indian reservation. Okay. And they're trying to leave the reservation to come to California. Oh, so it's about like their their ups and downs and they're like you know trying to raise the money to come to california um what have you been trying to get to what have i been trying to get to yeah because it seems like it seems in life there's always like something that we're just i've been meaning to get to this Mm -hmm. uh, but you never get to it right like for example that red chair in the garden Uh i've been meaning to throw that away for months sure yeah (laughs) yeah what have you been meaning to get to? Well, the most recent thing, I feel like those, yeah, those types of things, they just pile up. And it's one of those things that it randomly wakes you up in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. the most recent one is uh, my dad recently remodeled a bathroom in my parents' house. And I told him that I'd paint it. <laughs> And it's been months at this point, and I'm leaving on Wednesday. So there's part of me of like, when am I gonna paint this bathroom? I have to do it. I need to get to it. Oh my god! Luckily, it's a small bathroom. It's a you know, it's a small bathroom. I could do it within a few hours easily, because I have painted a few bedrooms myself at this point in my life. So I'm confident in my painting abilities. Do you have the color picked out? The colors picked out. The, I picked up the color from Home Depot months ago. Like my dad, he, he was like, okay, the the, um, the tile is all set. Everything's good to go. You just need to pick up the paint from Home Depot and paint it. And I was like, you got it. And I went to Home Depot like that day. And then I just, I put the paint in the garage. <laughs> it's been there ever since. Oh my gosh. 
All right, last question. What are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? This one is similar to the first question in that, or my answer is similar to the first one, in that I am looking forward to being more confident in who I am and not caring what other people think. That mm. is something I'm really looking forward to because when I was younger, I cared a lot what people thought about me and I've let go of that over the years, but it's still there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I just, I'm so looking forward to when I have like, that's completely not even a thought in my head. That's awesome. I think even, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I've reached that point. Yeah. Um, but I know I slip back into absolutely caring what people think um, right. often, but I think it's it's just, a, uh, uh, we're just always working on it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but maybe maybe you can figure it out. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe you could tell me about it. Yeah, maybe, Man. we'll see. Cause yeah, that is something I've, I've noticed. It just seems, it's a process that no matter what, yeah, I feel like you're going forward and slipping back into old habits, moving forward. It's just, it's not a linear process. Yeah. Like human growth. But. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Nicole, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I had you. a one. Did we talk about everything you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. Is there anything you want to ask me? Are you good? Um, yeah, I don't know. I you don't can't, know. you can't have the dog. No, I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, yeah, Nicole. I so really much. appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right.